good morning. I didn't feel like everybody said it. Good morning. That's better. So this morning, uh, I kind of want to start out with something that was a little bit, um, really has to do with every single one of us. And that's the thing of us having speech. It's something that God gave each and every one of us. He gave us a tongue to talk. He gave us the vocal cords to be able to, to, to get it out. It, it's, and some people are better at being, doing speeches than others. I, I was trying to find a picture this morning because I have this awful picture when I was a kid that didn't have a lot of self-worth when I was a, when I was a kid. A lot of it had to do with, um, more, a lot really had to do with looks more than anything. Um, so I had this one picture. Again, I'll, try, I'll explain it to you as best as I can because I, I looked for it this morning and couldn't find it. Jenna found one. She goes, Here, here's, here's one where you're a little dorky. I'm like, ain't even close. I had this purple shirt on, and it was a button-down, and it had, uh, it had these the stuff in it. I don't know. I had hair that it was slicked over. Like, so, like, I, I, this is nothing towards my mother. She wouldn't let me cut my hair the way I wanted to cut it, so I had it like, like, in a way I didn't want to fix it, and so, and so it was really bad. And I was trying to find this picture because I, you know, it's the way that I felt, and I, and it, the way that I felt about myself was one reason why I didn't actually talk to people. Uh, I, I felt like I was less than. I thought, you know, it was it was because I didn't have confidence in who I was. And so something that happened over time, which is obviously just normal things, is, you know, you hit puberty, you get taller, you thin out, you get more comfortable in your own skin. And then whenever you find people that actually like you, then you actually start having confidence that grows a little bit more because somebody actually likes you. And, they, you know, and then when you find somebody that actually thinks you're attractive, then all of a sudden you're just, you know, now you're just super cocky, right? Somebody actually thinks I'm attractive. So now I go and I think and I had, I had to have this big change for me to be able to start to able to speak to somebody. So it all had to do with me, how I felt about myself. Now you can't get me to shut up, right? So, preach, who said that? <laughs> so this, 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 when we're coming up to this new year, I, I want us to start thinking about our speech intentionally. Speak, uh, that's the title, is speech worth speaking. It's me going out and just saying stuff for no reason or, or saying things that's going to get me in trouble or saying things that, I, you know, it's like me for now, I, 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 I need to be confident about what I'm saying. I believe it or I don't. I don't mess with the gray area. The gray area gets me in trouble. I had a guy ask me a question this last week about... Um, it was actually about Jenna's uncle. Was he's going through uh, some health issues right now, which we're praying for. And so he asked me the question about it, and I spoke out of. I'm just like I'm like, I I, I it's correct. I, I I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said as much as I did. And then I'm like, wait a second, my my heart didn't feel right. You know, it's like oh, I shouldn't. Have, that's that was. Hold on a second. Let me verify something real quick. All right, no, I'm wrong. Don't take, take, take what I said and be okay. And so I have to learn that those moments there, if I let that lie, it could have caused major issues. But I had to understand that my 
words mean something. I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't speaking of anything that was worth anything. And so I have to be confident about what I'm saying. As Christians, that's where we get to that we, we're confident with our Christian walk. Because when somebody asks us a question, we can answer it without a doubt. It's worth something. And whenever it's worth something, it's worth, when it worth means it's worth something to others. And it's worth something to me. And that's what we have to function on. And the scripture here in uh, Psalms 19.3 says, There's no speech nor are there words whose voice is not heard. This is big and huge to me because we're saying that there's nothing that I say that is not heard. In this day and age in this society, you never know what's going on. I, I tell you what, when I go into people's houses, and I've been like this for years, is you have to be, say, you have to imagine there's cameras everywhere. You, you can't go and, you know, and, and the, whenever I was younger and I was working for a guy, the guy, told, you know, he told me, that's what he, he would be like, hey, don't look at stuff. Don't, look, even look, don't even look at family pictures. Like, keep your eye on the prize. When you come in the house, walk to where you want to go, be, do what you need to do, stay away from, from that, you know, so that way they don't see you taking and looking at something. Great advice, and it's the same advice that we have with our day-to-day walk is that we're not going and we're trying to necessarily interfere with somebody's business unless God tells us to do it. If God tells us to do it, then it's going to be easier. Problem is, is a lot of times we'll get into a habit of just trying to interfere with somebody else's business, and all we're doing is we're just irritating that person, right? You ever had somebody got involved with your business? And you didn't want them involved in your business? It's like, I didn't ask you. So you can either take and be that person that just blows up about it, or you can be the person that smiles and just like, get away, scumbag. Right? So we have to listen to what God wants us to say, when we're supposed to say it, how we're supposed to say it. And that's when we start becoming in tune with God. And that's what we're going to get to by the end of this. When I start, when we were thinking about people that, you know, the way I was talking about whenever I was in high school, in Exodus, it starts talking about that with Moses, and it starts talking about how Moses thought so little of his speech. Now, so God told Moses, I'll make sure this isn't one of my scriptures, God told Moses to, to that he was going to be this guy that's going to go and lead his people his, out of Egypt. And when he told Moses this, Moses came back with him and came up with this scripture. And Moses says, in Exodus 4.10, it says, But Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant. But I am slow of speech and of tongue. Now let me ask you a question. Did God go and make a mistake when he chose Moses? No. So, Moses said, of past... He's saying of, he says, of past and after you've spoken to me, I haven't changed. That's, he's telling God that he made a mistake. God, you made a mistake. You chose the wrong guy. No, Moses, you was the guy that you saw something up on the mountaintop. You was the one that walked up. You was the one that had the, the courage to go up and talk. You was the one that when you got there, that whenever the voice came out and said, and said, you're on holy ground, take off your shoes, and you took off your shoes. You was the guy to approach this bush that wasn't burning and to talk to something. that 
You were that guy. You're the guy that was, that was brave enough to come up there and do it. You was that guy. But now all of a sudden, you start having restrictions on yourself. And the only one that's putting restrictions on Moses was Moses. Because God doesn't make mistakes. God told him, you're my guy. But then we have the normal God thing. What happens is, is Moses is just, he, this is the way it's going to be. And he's a fine, you know, you can have Aaron. You can have Aaron speak for you. That was a grace. We, 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 think, we look at grace, of, that the grace came whenever Jesus Christ died on the cross. But God showed a little bit of grace right there. Okay, you know what, it's still going to get done. Even though you were the one that was supposed to do it, it's still going to get done. So I can make a mistake. I can not fulfill what I'm supposed to do, and God sends somebody to help me out, right? But Moses, all he needed was just a, that confidence to sit there and say, I am, you know, Moses should be like, I am the man, right? But you start thinking about Moses, and Moses had to be a conflicted person with you know, not knowing who he was, not knowing he was an Israelite, not knowing his whole path, what happened. He, he was conflicted. He was torn down, but it still wasn't an excuse. He didn't live the perfect life. He was, he was ran out of Egypt because he got offended for an Israelite that was getting struck down. He was ashamed. He knew that something was going to happen to him. He, was, he had to get out of there. He wandered. He found a wife. He, 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 he started getting, you know, you know, land from Jethro and, and raising, he, had a, he could have had a good life, yet he still took and God approached him, this guy that messed up so much, and approached him because God is good and God doesn't make mistakes. He was the guy for a purpose and for a reason. There's a reason that he got put in a basket by his mother when he was younger. There's a reason for everything that happened to get him to the point he was in. Just like we always say, there's a reason for you sitting here today. Because your reason isn't that you could have been sitting at home today, but instead you're sitting here. And the reason is that God is going to take and be able to speak to you because you're with two or more together. Because you are giving of yourself of more time. And this morning, when we're done with this, God is going to take the... the if you're a person that has trouble with speech and speaking, I believe that God's going to break some of that stronghold with you today. Has to, because he didn't make a mistake, did he? No. We'll skip that, I already said. Exodus 4.11, that was the uh, scripture about Aaron. So when we get into, I have Isaiah 3.8. We'll bring that scripture up. And what, what this is, is Jesus, or not Jesus, sorry. Isaiah was, was talking about how Jerusalem started to fail. And the reason why Jerusalem failed. See, Jerusalem is more than just a city. Jerusalem was a center of a faith. Jerusalem was a city that was promised. Jerusalem was the, the what, what, when the people thought of, of the Jews, they thought of Jerusalem. It was the, it was a, the diamond city. It's still called that. Right? It, it, was, it, was, it, was, a, it was a crown jewel. It's what they, they took and looked, looked for. But the reason why Jerusalem started to fail and the reason why it started to fall away was because the people, you know, it says here that, that Jerusalem has stumbled and Judah has fallen because their speech and their deeds are against the Lord, defying his glorious presence. 
See, the reason why it started to stumble is because they started to speak the wrong stuff. Because they started, they, they started to believe something else. Because they started to not believe in truly what God had. They started to, to allow themselves to get away from the path that God was leading them on. Jerusalem failed because of what they spoke. And whenever it's spoken, then it starts to be believed. Again, when we go and we look at our lives, we start taking and we start speaking something over our lives that isn't true. We start speaking something over our life that's going to take and it's going to change us erectively for the rest of our lives. Because I'm just not that, I'm just not that person. I can't overcome that. I, there's, there's, there's something wrong with me. There, there's blah, blah, blah. God's saying, did I make a mistake? No. And God's telling me to do something, but I can't do it, God, because I, no. This is what I want. Did God make a mistake? No. If he didn't make a mistake, then what in the world are we arguing with? Our speech starts to bring us down. In verse 9 of this, it says, For look in their faces bears witness against them. They proclaim their sin like Sodom. They did not hide it. So when we start speaking it and we start when we're doing the wrong stuff and we're and we're speaking against it and then we decide, you know what? I'm not even going to hide it anymore. Now all of a sudden, because Jerusalem fell because they they just didn't care. We get to the point that we finally get that we're like, I just don't care. That starts getting really dangerous. Cuz when we just don't care, our thing is we're supposed to be leading people to Christ. And we quit caring about it, and we quit caring about how we act, we're not going to lead anybody to Christ because then we become the hypocrite. What Christians have major issue with. Do as I say, not as I do. That hypocritical thing starts happening because we just don't care anymore. We want to go to church on a Sunday. We want to do what we need to do. And then every other day that ends with a Y, we sit there and do what we want. Sodom and Gomorrah fell because they did what they wanted. Because they didn't care. God, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, God went and he warned them. Sodom and Gomorrah, God, God sent people in to talk to them and warn, you know. Until it was finally just like, you know what, they're so... They're, they're so out of it, God just was like, all right, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. So he started asking the question of, can God be done with me? That's a hard one. I don't believe God will ever be done with us. Because even in the 12th hour, God's, God's sitting there looking for somebody to turn Sodom and Gomorrah to sit there and say, they're worth saving. It's like the last, 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 last opportunity. God wants us to be who we're supposed to be. So that starts to have to be a change of me. How I start speaking over myself starts to become huge. How I look at myself starts to become, am I worth it? Or am I going to start... Spraying out negative things. So we look in Proverbs 16, 27, 28. 
says, a worthless man plots evil, and his speech is like a scorching fire. A dishonest man spreads strife and whispers separate close friends. A dishonest man, an evil man. It's when I start whispering in somebody's ear about something. Oh, did you hear about that? Did you know, did you know this? Oh, Becky did this the other day. Can you believe that? Oh, just, just, oh, but, oh, no, hey, you know what? Don't tell anybody. You know, it's like you have, being, you know, five kids and, and you sit there and your mom tells you that you're the favorite and don't tell anybody else, right? Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Mom, I've got your secret. We're good. Don't say anything, right? You're my. And start trying to hide, try to deceive, try to, you know, that's the evil part of it that's coming out, that we allow the devil to use us rather than us be used by God. So when we start checking ourselves on our speech, is our speech worth, worth speaking? Is it worth speaking? Is what I'm saying, is it going to matter? Is what I'm saying, is it going to make a difference? If what I'm saying, is it, is it, is it, is it going to change somebody's life? And is it, it, yes, okay, it changes. Let's look at it both ways. Is it going to change it for the good or for the bad? You know, most workplaces, churches, families, most of it, the issues are caused by the backroom talk. Becky did this. Just saying. We don't have a Becky here, right? Okay. Becky did this. Okay. We're good. Those are whispers. Those are what causes the problems. And again, we're called the hypocrite because... We think that we're being sly and cool, and yet somebody is going to understand the other side of it. Did you hear how? Did you hear how Matt was talking about that? Man, he just thinks he's so much better than everybody else, but he sits there and does all, blah blah blah. Right? None of us have been here, right? Okay. Not. None of us has been alive because that that stuff happens from the time that you're in kindergarten. I had something with my with my family, wife's family especially, is it finally came down to a point that I realized that every time somebody walked out, we talked about them. Good or bad. But then it came down to a point, it was like, I'm not doing it anymore. Even if I have nothing to say, because I can't sit there in silence, I don't have to, I don't have to talk. Or I can take and I can show my frustration by if something's going on, I can get up and I can walk out. Oh, I can? Oh, yeah, you can too. Oh, I don't agree with this. I don't have to be boisterous about it, but I can just get up and I can walk out. I'm not doing this. Something that really bothers me, then I have to take and bring it up to not the whole family, but to the person I have issue with. That's scriptural. Then if I have issue, this is with my family, if I have issue with, let's say, a sibling, then I need to bring in, say, maybe the patriarch, the mom or dad. And if that doesn't take care of it, then maybe I go to the whole family. But that's scriptural. What's God know? Right? Because the church is the same way. I have an issue. If I have an issue with Taylor, I go to Taylor. If I can't resolve it with Taylor, I'll go to elders and Pastor George. But my issue is got to be dealt with here and not in the back door. So my speech starts be having worth speaking. 
Is the worth starting to come in, in, in uh, sight here? What's your worth? If it's not worth it, then don't say it. If you're looking to demean and take people down, then just be ready to be called a hypocrite. In 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5, it says, And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, this is where this huge thing starts happening. The wisdom of men is nothing to the, to the power of God. The wisdom of men can be written down in books. Wisdom is what you think that you know until you find something out better. It's knowing you're, you know, that's it. Wisdom is, it's, it's great to have that wisdom. It's great to be able to have that fulfillment. It's great to be able to go, you know, now, you know, I don't have my phone on me this morning. I forgot it at home. I felt like, felt like I'm underdressed. Wow. The wisdom comes down to now I can take and say, hey, Google, right? What happened this day? We're, we're, we're in this day in society. We have so much ability to be able to pull up something of supposed to be what somebody's wisdom is of it. But what it can come down to it is somebody wrote that first and foremost. Can history be skewed? Yeah. It's whoever accounted that history that decided what they were going to write down. Hey, on this day and this day, let's uh, let's make this a little bit better. We don't know. We have no idea. We just know what the history accounts is. But wisdom, the, the, that term is wisdom is power. Wisdom is power because we can take and we know what happened in the past. See, the wisdom happens, be, like chemistry, for example. Chemistry is taught because it, they made something work. And so that way they can say, yes, we know it works because we did it. So our wisdom starts getting built, built up. Same way as with our life. Our wisdom starts happening because we have gone through or somebody else has gone through an issue or a problem. When somebody goes through those issues and those problems and then we don't want to listen to that person, then what are we doing? We're not being very wisdom-like. You know? We're in a position and we're in a church for a reason. The, 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 The church isn't about a building. The church isn't about numbers. The church isn't about who has prettiest lights. The church isn't about fill in the blank, right? The church is about saving souls. And then, our, and then it, starts, it starts to go into another side of it is, that, is how do we take and have a God-filled, purposeful life? How do we not become hypocrites? How do we go through our day-to-day living without feeling like we're getting beat up? How do we take that next step in our life? Well, it starts to happen because we start relying on who God has put around us and asking questions. In the right frame, in the right matter, not not going out and trying to beat somebody up with our words. See, we're going into a new year. You know, I'm not big on, uh, like last year I think I taught on revolutions, not resolutions. Because because resolutions keep happening every single year. I want to lose weight, 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 right? Let's get a gym membership. Can we just sign up for a month though? Right? Then after that month, then we'll try to decide. 
can I take a resolution that my treadmill will no longer be my clothes hanger? Right? But our wisdom has to start to be that we start realizing that God put us in a place for a purpose and for a reason. The same way he had Moses in a place for a purpose and for a reason. See, I, I started thinking about Moses and I was like, like, I wonder like how much better it would have been that it was coming from Moses. Because it had to be as like, it's like, Moses, are you not man enough to talk to me? Aaron? Right? Don't call Moses that. He's a man, of, you know. I mean, you think that if he was on there and he was boisterous about it and he was like, you know, domineering, that some of the issues that he actually came up, that came up with with the Israelites, would some of those been taken care of if Moses was the man, right? So then they had to overcome some stuff. I mean, that's just, because for me, that's what I'm going to say. If somebody's coming out and they're just, the, they're the guy, you know, y'all know I like sports. If you have a guy that goes out there and he's the leader on the court, leader on the field, whatever it is, that guy is much more respected than a guy that's out there being like, I don't know what we should do. Right? You, you, immediately you, you identify to a leader because people are always looking for that. They're always looking for a leader. And you have different leaders that go all the way up. Everybody has somebody that they're looking for. I don't care what level you get to. You have a presence of the United States. The president of the United States is looking for something. It's, it's not just, you can't get to a fine, to a pinnacle that you're just like, I'm just the best there is. And if a person has that mentality, they're not, probably not at the top, they're probably at the bottom. Because their power of speech starts to, starts to wane. But we have to have the power of God, and the, not, the power, not the wisdom of men, but the power of God. If we have the power of God, then we, we are, it spreads over everything. In Colossians 3, it says, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Season and salt, it, that's saying make it taste good. You ever have the Oreo effect that you take? And you, honestly, if you go and you look at any message that I ever teach, it's always an Oreo effect because this is what I do with the kids, right? You did good, but this needs fixed, but in the end, it's fine, right? And you sandwich it together so that way it doesn't seem so rough going down. So when we start having issues with, with somebody or knowing that there's a problem or whatever, we have to confront it. But then it's how do we confront it? I had a friend when I was younger that that his, I felt like his parents always yelled. Like my dad, my, my parents really, the, the yell would be like my mom, be like, you wait till your dad gets home, right? That was the mom talk, right? And then my dad would get home and be like, all right, what'd you do? Okay, what do we need, to, you know? So it, there wasn't a lot of yelling that went on. And so there was a, a huge respect there for me with my parents that I wasn't going to, I, didn't, I was never, always, always looking to fulfill them as being a son because they never gave me a reason not to. And then I'd have like a friend, I'd go over to their house and it would be like, you know, just red face yelling and, and, then, the, and then the friend's just like, whatever, right, I don't care. And I talked to my dad about it, and he'd be, and he'd just be like, "Well, you know, as soon as the, as soon as the parent starts to yell, basically he lost control." What? 
he lost control. Yep, because I'm going to be the adult in the relationship. Because what you say doesn't mean anything to me because it means nothing what you're saying. Whenever I took and I moved into being married, what had to happen? I became the yeller because I'm going to be dominating, right? You're going to respect me. I even hit a door a couple of times and then had to fix the door. And I was like, ah, cost me money. I'm too broke to pay for this door. I had to learn how to speak and control myself. And I, 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 we talk, I talk about my marriage all the time. My marriage was horrible, horrible. And the reason it was horrible was because, one, we didn't have God at the center of our life, and two, because we couldn't treat each other like we were decent human beings. We wanted to yell at each other and show who was in control. Our speech wasn't worth speaking. It had to change. I can take a look at my marriage, and I can tell you that if we start getting out of that, then our marriage starts to get hurting. And it's like, oh, wait, we need to reset this. I can tell you, with, with speaking with people in the church, if we get out of it, it starts to get hurting. We have to know what we're speaking to the people. And when we do that, when we know what we're speaking to somebody, then there's this power of God that comes over top of our life that when we're, the words that we speak are the words that need spoken. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Because you aren't speaking with the power of the God in your life. You're speaking with the power of man. Well, I read this book about this. Well, congratulations, you read a book. I'm not saying books are bad. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. It's wisdom. It's wisdom. But the thing that goes on top of that is, is what's God telling me through this book? God tells me to read a book, I'm going to read the book. God tells me to read scripture, I read the scripture. But then it's the searching of saying, God, what are you trying to tell me in this? What are you trying to say to me in this? Give me guidance so that way I can use what you're telling me to do and let the power of God control my life. Now all of a sudden we start speaking better. Instead of being the Moses, we become the Aaron with the power of Moses. We start to be able to speak in somebody's life because we are confident in what we're speaking. And it's because we're trusting God in each and every way that we're doing our life. Waiting for the moment, not just splurring out something and saying, what's the first thing that comes to my mind? Because if I said the first thing that came to my mind, people would not like me. Promise you. Well, you're holding back. No, no, yeah, well, sure, sure. But there's a grace, the same grace that God gave to Moses. There's the same grace that God has given me the opportunity to give to other people. And be like, well, okay, I'll, you know, you, you can sit there and let somebody talk for a while too, and let them speak and let them go through. And then after they get done talking, and they might give you a moment of, hey, what do you think? Now's my time, right? Now here's my time. I talked to you about my for, for me that going and sitting in church and not saying anything and being the person that that's okay with sitting in the back, that's okay with being in a sound booth, that's okay walking the halls, that's okay to be, to be in the one that to not be in a front. This is not me, but it is. 
this is me because this is what God said, this is what I'm supposed to do. But in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, I sit there, I'm like, this is not me. Get me one-on-one, I, I, I'm great. Speaking in front of people, like right here, this is, this is to me because God has, God has set anointing on my life. This is okay, this is fine. Put me in a group of five people, you'll see me slither away. Because one person I'm fine with, two people I'm fine with, five people, all of a sudden I'm like, I'm like, all right. I start feeling like a third wheel or the fifth wheel or whatever. I start shrinking away. Those are my things that I work on to become so that way I can be in a group of five or more and not sink back in. Because that might be the situation that somebody needs me. I might be missing out on people because that's where people are. And if people are there, then that's where I need to be. Right? So this morning, well, I want, this is, it's the power of our speech. It's, it's, what is your speech worth? Now, I, I, I want you to think about it. What is your speech worth? Because it's going to start telling you what you're worth. Do you think you're worth anything? Do you think you've done anything in your life that's worth giving? That's worth saying? You've gone through problems, through issues, gone through high times, low times. Do you think any of that is worth anything? See, we're going into a new year, and we say new year, new you, right? Whatever that commercial is. I think it's a weight loss commercial, I'm sure. New year, new you. This is, should be our year that we become aware of just how much we are worth. We talk about it all the time. You've gone through it, use it. Don't hide it away, don't bury it, don't take it and say, that, oh, it's, this is something I did horrible. It's part of you. Use it. Because there's somebody else sitting to your left, to the right, that's not here yet, somebody you're going to meet, somebody that God's going to give an opportune time for you to be able to speak to them and show the worth of what your speak is. How many of us want more powerful speech? Right? We want that more power. Could you do me a favor this morning? Could you stand with me this morning? By the way, I am sweating up here. This is not a good teaching outfit. I wore these things here. I've worn them once since my wife bought them for me. And I know why I only wore them once, because my feet are sweating. I'm surprised puddles of water is not coming out of my shoes. Ooh. That's why they were underneath the bed, and we had to re- literally reach underneath and grab them out from underneath the bed. So. This, is a, this is what I want us to take up. This is a precipice of your moments of your life, if you want it to be. This is the top. Not saying you're done. We're going to climb higher. So there's always a taller mountain. There's always some place to go. But you're at the precipice of where you are right now. And the thing that's going to unleash us is having that worth of ourselves and having that worth in our speech.
because then we can't reach, not reach anyone. There's not a person we can't, especially the way the world is now. You know, I don't need to go get on Facebook and, or Instagram or whatever and, and take and fill it full of nasty comments. Why? Is, is that going to reach anybody? No. All it does is just make people despise or make other people that have hate in their heart take and agree with it. Oh, did you see that post? It was funny. And I'm, Ooh, I'm going to read it. No. I, I, it takes me a lot to go and look through those posts. Rarely ever do I click on the comments unless I'm like, oh, I wonder. And then as soon as I click on a comment, I'm like, you idiot. Why are you looking at that stuff? It's like I, I, what they're saying doesn't mean anything to me. But it might mean something to somebody else. I think back to whatever Adam and Eve with, with Eve is that she... I can imagine that the, that the serpent took and whispered in her ear like a, like a Disney commercial or Disney movie. You know, basically the serpent comes around and comes in slow and comes in and, and, and takes and whispers and, and, says, and says, it's fine, you're fine, you're okay, you're good. And goes to the other ear because she's like, no, no, no. Goes to the other ear and is like, you need to. And then goes to the other ear and finally she just, you know, it, it, it took her to get broken down because of the words of this serpent. And it had to be a moment whenever Adam wasn't there. Because if there was two or more there, I'm confident Adam would have been, hey, you know what God said, right? Or it was vice versa if it was Adam that was at the tree. And then Eve would have came up and she would have not been talked to in the ear. The serpent had to wait for that time. Adam was out doing something new. He was over here sleeping. He was whatever. Had to wait for that time to be able to whisper into the ear. And this is what we have to understand is that the enemy is always trying to whisper in our ear, whether it's through a text message, whether it's through Facebook, whether it's through the back room talk, whether it's whether it's somebody at church, whether it's somebody at work, whether it's somebody at school, whether it's the enemy's trying to, to break us down. And this is where it starts to become the power of God's words. The power of God's word is that we take and we rely on the word of God. We rely to sit there and say, this isn't of God. We rely on the Holy Spirit to take and be able to conjoin with us and say, you know what? I'm not going to be deceived. I'm not going to be downridden. I'm not going to be taken down to this spot. I'm not going to get dragged down because I know who I believe, who I trust, and who is my Lord and my Savior. I know this. And when we know that, then we have an overwhelming sense of power that starts to come over top of our lives. That our speech actually is worth something. Becomes worth something. The power of our words means more than we can imagine. But our self-worth has to start with the words that we're going to take and profess. If you could bow your heads with me today. God, we pray over top of these people this morning that the self-worth that the devil was what would have been telling us for our lives, that we are worth more than what we are. That we are the greatest gift that has ever been given because you said that we are. You are. We are the ones that are taken. We are your sons and daughters and 
sons of your, you. We are the children of God. We are your proud moment. We are not nothing. We are worth something. So if we're worth something, then that means that we have a lot to say because our speech is going to be empowered to the other people that's going to stretch out more than just this room, but out into this community and inevitably out into the world. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we proclaim that, that, that those things that are over top of our life that are telling us that we're less than, that they be broken right now in the name of Jesus, that they have no longer have no bearing, they have no, no hold, that we are taken. We're going to grab a hold of what we were. We're going to sit there and say, we understand, we know it's there. We, we profess that we're okay with it. We know that our sins have been forgiven because we've asked in the name of Jesus that we be released, that we be released from what the devil is binding on top of us and that we are going to take and we are going to drive ourselves forward in the name of Jesus. That the power of our words that our speech is going to be worth something because I am worth something. And if I'm worth something, then what I have to say is worth something. And we proclaim, Jesus, we proclaim that it's not just a word, but it's an empowerment. That this empowerment is going to take and stretch out in the name of Jesus.